0: Dialed in to Box and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these studs. Because they know the bruise. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. bucks and Brews. Box and Brews. Bucks and Brews. Bucks and Brews. Welcome back to Bucks and Bruce. So Nick, we're in different houses.
1: We we are. Let's say we we pay all we pay all this money for a really cool studio just for us not to be there.
0: Well, I mean, that happens when one of us gets sick. Right. <laughs> say Don goes, Don goes, Why are you guys gonna do an episode this week? I'm like, because we haven't uploaded anything new in a while because our last episode was we're going to say a little bit of a shit show. Yeah, three weeks ago? Yeah, we'll, we yeah. won't even count the two weeks ago. <laughs> so, we had a guy on. He got very drunk. Yep. And we're not so, going to post that because... We'll leave it at that. It's not a good representation of what we do. Yep, it's a, you know. But, so speaking of getting drunk, I'm working on that myself. Uh What, what you got, my friend? I
1: got Hazel's Nuts from Oddside Ale. This is... Oh, I don't even know the <laughs> and then, um. So I am in my basement, right? Which means I have my cellar beers. <laughs> yes. Um, I have a Backwoods Bastard from Founders, and this is a oh Jesus, this is a 2016 <laughs> that I will be partaking. Nice. Yeah, really excited about that. Um, we've been doing a lot of a uh, cellar cleanout lately. Friends come over and, uh yeah, just a lot of my beers are getting to that point where it's it's no longer gonna be good and you know, you can't age them for forever. So um you know, I'm I'm purging all my beer to I, I probably won't start over. I, I think I went a little too extreme for a while, so but we'll have fun with it. So
0: and then uh, if I get done with these and want more, I'll I'll let you know along the way what I had. Well, because I'm trying to get over being sick, I have uh some sun kissed orange soda with uh airborne in it there you go let's see <clears throat> doing what i can to not be sick anymore right so so yeah you know
1: um tonight's episode you know i i got really excited that it as much as we do share personal life things i i do share a little about my business but um you know, it's very hard to kind of do this sometimes cause you don't want to brag and you don't want to do things. But then I, I, you know, I suck it up and I say, look, it's not bragging. It's just facts. And this is the things that happen and people are interested in it. So, um, you know, I want to talk about real estate investing and more to focus a, on my last deal and, be, and on some other deals that I've done with a uh, low to no money down or, you know, out of pocket. Um, you know, and and so I'm going to try to expand it, but it might be a quick episode for us because David's not feeling great. So, Um, but, you know, most people, most people say I can't get into real estate because it's so dang, it's so expensive and you have to have so much money. And, you know, that's that's not a true statement at all. Right. Um, I just went to a meetup last night, which I'm very excited about. Uh, it's probably one of my, one of my best meetups I've gone to in years. So the people that were there, they're doing this thing called wholesaling. I'm not sure if we've done an episode on that, uh, but they, they gave really great advice and they said, Hey, look, you can go into the township for free or whatever. Right. And you pull this information for free and it's open to the public and stuff like that. And I was like, man, that is awesome. They they told me exactly who to talk to. Um, but you know, because most people won't do that, they'll they'll go pull it from other places. So, right, they they said, "Hey, you go into you go into the city and you go to the clerk and the, you go, hey, I'm looking for, um, you know, the, the people that oh, I'm back taxes, right? So hey, I'm looking for that information. So then you can you can go sell it. But now what happened with me and my deal is right. So somebody went and found a house like that, and they came to me and said, "Hey, you, do you want to buy it?" it's worth you know whatever they felt like it was worth i don't even know and so i i drove there and as i'm driving the house literally across the street is for sale for two hundred and twenty-four thousand five hundred dollars. okay and i look it up and i was like, "Oh mess all right i didn't even think things were coming but and i look at the pictures and it looks exactly like my last flip you. almost to, like to a t if i showed you both kitchens you'd be like well, you know, so, like, they have the exact faucet, they have the exact backsplash, the countertop, um, right, so, but, so, you know, I'll give you quick numbers, I paid $80,000 for the house, okay, which tells you, hey, it needs some work, um, I'm kind of running through it, and I was like, alright, it needs about 40, 45,000 bucks worth of work, to get it to where I want it to be, um, and, so what I did was I I got a hold of, uh, my, my lenders, right. People with money and it's called hard money. I said, Hey, I got a deal. Um, I'd like to figure it out normally, right. Sometimes they'll make you put 10% down or they'll do whatever, but you know, running the numbers. So I just told you, I'm, I'm going to have about 40 into it. I'm purchasing it for 79, nine. Um, and, Sure, I'm rounding up a little bit, but let's call it 120,000 is what I want to borrow. Well, again, the house across the street's worth 225, so that means I, I'm going to make decent money on this thing. So, worst case scenario, I sell it for 180, I still make 60 um, after taxes and stuff. That I, you know, I'd make 28,000. But uh, you know, so they're, my my lender, they're the one that walked me through this. This is how this worked. So they said, "All right, you want to borrow this? You want to take out this amount of money?" And uh, so they said, "Hey, let us run, let us run through it. Let me get an appraisal there real quick." And I said, "Okay, I didn't pay for the appraisal. They they paid for it, which is great um, because they wanted to be, you know, sh- sure about the things." Um, it appraised for like 160 as is. So, and you know, in theory, I could have I could have listed it right away, but. I don't think it would have sold, you know, the, the economy is changing a little bit here and uh, it's old, but, and I, you know, I, here I'm expecting, I'm expecting, I'm going to have to put, you know, 8,000 or um, let's say $12,000 down because of 10%, right. Of what I, what I want and Nope, you know, it comes back fine. We, we go to close and I finance the, the full 120 something thousand and I walked away with a check in my pocket for fifty six hundred dollars. Right. So they paid me to buy a house. I didn't put any money into the deal. I didn't do any part of the deal. And uh, you know, now now I'm there fixing it, right? And I'm I'm shelling out money to <laughs> to fix it, but you know, I, I have nothing I have nothing invested in this at this moment because it's other people's money that I'm using to to make this work.
0: That, um, that makes sense to you. Yeah. And so we're having a little audio difficulties. Okay. Thankfully, uh, Jeremiah brought it to our attention. Because, you know, when we do Twitch, we use stuff at the business. Yep. And we don't have stuff at the business right now because we're not there. So they cannot hear us. But Jeremiah loves Uh, your hat. Thanks, buddy. He can't hear you. Yeah. The nice thing is I can edit. Um, Let's see. Where's audio here? Let's try that. Done. Microphone as well. Speak work. I'm just gonna be here drinking my beer. You do that. I'm I'm as usual working through technical difficulties. Right. Because that's what we do here on Bucks and Brews. Yeah, we should really hire some tech people. It would be nice if I had some.
1: You know, if only we had a guy named Umar who did tech for a living.
0: I know shit, right?
1: Yeah. See, this hat is really top-heavy.
0: Here we go. Hang on. Maybe. 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 Testing, testing. Jeremiah, can you hear us? Is he still on? <laughs> is he him? is still on because he actually could hear you a second ago. Thanks, buddy. Oh, good. You can hear us both so we can go back to what we were talking about. So well, right. I will make sure I edit that piece out. Um, as, as you were saying, Nick, so this is funny. I'm talking to Osborne earlier today. Yeah. And he's complaining because, you know, some of his kids don't value money, yep. we'll say. <clears throat> and he goes, what are you guys going to talk about tonight? And I said, I think we're going to talk about real estate, you know, buying without having a ton of money to buy. He goes, I'll tell you right now, kick myself every day because 10 years ago, my buddy goes, hey, you want to get into rentals with me? He goes, and I said, Nope, don't want to deal with that. He goes, you know, if I'd have done that, I have a hell of a lot more money right now. I said, yeah, I do know that.
1: I mean, he also could have had a heart attack and a lot more trouble.
0: (laughs) I mean, anything's possible.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, without the right things, I guess I'd be a failure at this moment. Like, I just got (laughs) fortunate.
0: Um, Steve has always said his best investments were real estate. Oh, yeah. Yep. He had, he had other people handle his actual investments for him, yep. And he lost so much money in those. He never lost money in real estate. Yep. Um, so, you know, I, I th- this was
1: my first deal that I've ever gotten paid to buy a house. This is awesome. I, guess I was freaking excited. I was like, dude, I've been doing this for years and nobody's ever paid me to buy a house. So um you know sure
0: as you said you're not trying to brag or anything but i mean these these things happen yep and without telling people about it how are they gonna know right and you know because i didn't know right i mean
1: sure i'm the guy that's been doing it for a while and i still haven't done a a real estate transaction the same right (laughs) so um you know my wife and i are closing on a house again tomorrow um so we'll we'll be at the title company and uh you know we're we're learning i mean I'm, I'm learning so many different things so you know i've done land contracts right which i can't say they're easy to find and easy to get but you could do that and put zero percent down right and yeah. normally, normally when you do that right you're going to get yourself into somebody who just wants to get rid of the house right who has a headache really bad person they're just like look you know what? Because normally, you know, if it's running good and stuff like yeah, that, people want either paid for that high end, or they want, um, you know, you'd have some skin in the game, right? I mean, I have so, some that I put percentages down, but really, like, you could find it. It's just how hard do you want to work to get it, right? So, right. Um, you know, I and then and then you know when you go close it, you have you have some type of fun, you know, closing cost and but all my closing costs were wrapped up into this thing, you know, so. Sure. Again, I borrowed 120, but I think my loan is for 126,000. Let's say, and I got five grand in my pocket. (laughs) So, um, I think they paid me closing costs, which is which is really cool. So, um, you know, I I look at, uh, you know, I I actually Jeremiah and I were having a conversation, um, and you know, we were talking about how you can how you can go borrow the down payment. Right. So mm-hmm. I was kind of talking about this deal and how normally they make me put 10% down or something. Right. Well, uh, this one, we had a little bit more time, so they got to run an appraiser through it and they have that. So, you know, now when I'm looking for deals, I'm going to want to do this a little bit more, right? Like, Hey, I'm going to talk to the seller and be like, Hey, could you give me an extra week? Cause it sure be nice if I could get somebody to come through. Right. And, right. And $0, out of, you know, but there's times where it just can't happen and I understand that. So it's nice to have all the options, but so we were talking and it was like, man, okay, Hey, I'm going to purchase a hundred thousand dollar place. I need 10 K. Well, I don't have 10 K. Well, I mean, just cause I don't have 10 K at the moment. Right. Doesn't mean that you don't right, David. I mean, right. I can go to you and say, Hey, I need 10 K and I'll give you, I'll give you 10% interest every single month. And you know, that's not too much for you to go spend. Right. 10 K is, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know you're not too nervous about that like and you have a you, you technically on that you could put yourself into a second position you know for 10k if you wanted until it gets paid back and um you know and you're getting 10 percent i don't know where else you're going to get guaranteed 10 on your money and be backed by a really good house purchase right right you talk about it's worth 220 so if i default and my first mortgage is for 90 you're in there for 10. um you know, if I if I default, you get first rights to buy out that, that 90K, just as much as the 90K has the right to buy you out, but you'll be paid off, and you still made your 10% interest that we agreed about.
0: So... Yeah, and, and that's what a lot of people just don't understand. They're not looking at it purely from a non-biased background, I want to say. Right, You know, they hop into these things, you know. And they always say, don't do business with your friends. Yeah. Which, I mean, that can be true unless, you know, both of you are smart people. Like, I would have no problem doing a deal with you because we're smart people. We know what we're looking for. We know what we're willing to do. We know that we don't default on things. I trust you with my money. It's You know, when, when I was dying last year, you're the person I went to and said, hey, take care of my family when I'm gone because I need somebody that understands money. Right. <clears throat> and you have to be conscious enough of what you do and don't know and, and the people that you deal with. Yep. And and I don't think we have enough of that out there. You know, I, I can sit there and I, I bounce money off, ideas off you all the time. Yep. And there's really nothing that I do that you do so there's, there's really no crossing for us, but if there was, yeah. I would have no hesitation about going into business with you on something.
1: Right. The only thing we, cro- you know, we, we both invest in 401s or 403s. We both do the basic things, you know, it's just different, different amounts. And what we're saying, set- I'm spending <clears throat> a massive amount of money on real estate, right? You're spending mm-hmm. yours long-term investments and, and different wealth strategies so um you know we talk about my house and i guess i don't bring up the story enough i did it on quite a few podcasts okay so you know my house i i paid i paid eighty-six thousand dollars for it right um that's the foreclosure amount uh the house was worth i had 220 back in the day and you know i didn't and this is this is I'm going to walk you through exactly what I did just so everybody that's listening understands this. Right. So I I find that this house is a foreclosure. Okay. How did I find the foreclosure? You know, just somebody, you know, somebody at the time knew I was in real estate and I, here I was only five years in and they're like, Hey, you know, I got a house you can buy deal. And uh, you know, Oh, how much? Well, 86,000 bucks. Well, how much is it worth? 220. And so I took that information and I put it on my Facebook, right? Because I didn't back then. I didn't have eighty six thousand bucks, right? right? Literally seven seven years ago. If you asked me if I had 80,000 80, bucks in my bank account, I would have said, "No, fuck no," right? Like we, there's <laughs> a whole different story back then. So I posted up on Facebook and I said, "Hey, um, I got an opportunity to buy a house. I need somebody with cash because I have to close in two weeks. Um, I need." $86,000. And one of my Facebook friends says, you know, they say, and I, I said, hey, the deal is worth whatever. We can split it. I offered basically 50 50, right? um So, you know, here I was like, fuck, we'll both make a, we'll both make 50,000 bucks. Like, bring me the cash and we'll make the money. Mm-hmm. And so one of, one of the people reached out and said, hey, are you, you want to just buy it or whatever? And I said, yeah, well, I mean, if there's a way that I could get a loan, that'd be great, but I can't get a loan fast enough. And he goes, Now here, go talk to this person. He's a loan, you know, he's a money, a hard money lender. And I was like, what does that mean? He goes, look, kid, just easy terms. Let's just call it a loan shark, right? Somebody that's going to charge you really big interest, but look at the job done. And I said, dude, at this point, like I'll pay the percent. Right. So I'm, I paid 11% interest and, um, three points. So 86,000. Right. So let's just call it a hundred. So I paid three grand to get the loan. Plus I was paying 11% interest on this loan, but you know, and and the, normally they don't do it out in. I'm in Ottawa County, right? So I'm just a different county than you, but I'm right on the border of Kent and Ottawa. Um, and so I, I called this guy, and he, I was like, "Hey, yeah, I got this opportunity." Um, oh, you know, and I said, "Look, it's worth 220. I can get it for 86." And he's like, "Well, if you're being serious about those numbers, yeah, we'll we'll go to Ottawa County for that." And I was like, "Well, here, I mean, this this is what you know." Uh, 220 was probably low back then, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Uh, Now it's worth 320, whatever. So, uh, you know, he looks at the house and he's like, holy shit. And I was like, you know, told him how I found it. And he goes, yeah, we'll get you the money. We'll get you the money uh, within the two week period. So I call my original lender, right, um, for my mortgage stuff. And I said, hey, 11% is a lot of money. Can I refi it? And he goes, well, are you going to move into it? And I said, "Well, is that what it takes to to refinance?" He goes, "Yeah, if you owner occupy it, you can move into it and refi it right away." So I take I take and I get an eleven percent loan. They they pay my closing. They do all that. Um, I might have paid or so. And then I talked to Rob, which we had out here, Rob De La mm-hmm. right? Yep. And he's the he's the one that told me, "Hey, if you move into it, you can refi it." So as I purchased the house within the two week period. Rob was already working on a refinance for me. So we send, you know, we sign documents within the two weeks. We have an appraiser lined up for like that day. I get people through. The uh, refinance actually did. So my payment is due on the first of the next month. It actually took a little bit longer, but the company, you know, I told him the company had been in contact with Rob the whole time. He's like, yep, yep, the the deal's gonna go, the loan's gonna go through, everything's fine. Uh, Processing just took a lot longer back seven years ago. Um, and so then I ended up refinancing with Rob, uh, for a th- three and three and a three quarter percent interest rate. Right. And they rolled in all the fees. So I had a prepayment penalty with them, my hard money people for 11%. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember how many months of interest, I'll be honest. But if you, if you prepay within the first six months, it cost you, it cost you money to do that. Right. Cause they want to guarantee that they have money. They don't want to. Lend it and forget it. so I um I refine I pay all my fees and in the end I paid I paid a hundred and one thousand dollars for this house right? Sure, I purchased it for eighty six, but after my paying my hard money, after my interest, after my refinance cost, after everything rolled in, I paid an extra seventeen thousand bucks <laughs> or whatever that is, right? So that's fourteen fifteen thousand dollars. And fees and cost and all that. But I had zero dollars into this deal, right? I mean, actually, I think with Rob I had to pay for the appraisal. So I tell everybody, I said, I'm not really sure if I did a no money deal, but I think I might have had 250 bucks in there for an appraisal <laughs> because because I don't want to lie to people, I just don't remember, but I was pretty sure I didn't have you know, mm-hmm. especially with if it but you know, again having 15 grand, it sucks to eat that cost, but you know, here I am sitting on uh, a bunch of equity and then what i did was within the so i owned it for one month did my re you know have my refinance done and i went straight to the bank and got a heloc on the house for the amount of what it appraised at for the purchase right um all right, so i could do up to i don't know a certain amount but anyway they gave me like a fifty thousand dollar line of credit let's say and i went and bought another house with that for down payment money <laughs> so you know, using the equity out of here, but, you know, so I've done quite a few of low to no money downs. I just don't search for that, but I use it as a tool if it happens. Right. Um, Because I want to do, you know, I don't want anything to be in the way. Oh, I I can't go buy a deal. So, and, and I think that's one thing for Jeremiah who's listening, right. I teach him different things all the time. Cause he'll be like, Oh yeah, I got this. And I was like, dude, go like, go get this, find this money. Here's where you're going to get this money. This is where you can, there's a million ways to skin the cat in this game, right? Like, Hey, if this doesn't work, you know, and when you, when you have somebody that tells you they can buy a million dollar house for zero down, you, you either have one of two ways. You either say you're full of shit or you walk with them and say, how'd you do it? Right. Right. And if, if, if you walk with them, they're going to be like, all right, Hey, this is what I did. And you're going to go, man, that's a lot of work. So again, this isn't, this isn't easy work. It's not, Something that's gonna be handed to you on a silver platter, it just kind of happens for me once in a while, right? Like I search and I, I go to meetups. You know, we we were trying to do this last night, right? And I was like, oh man, I got a, I got an investor meetup, and I don't remember if I finished that story, but, um, you know, yeah, we were talking about how they gave me free information. Well, yeah. there was a random guy who showed up, who's older. And he's like, well, you know, I'm thinking about selling the house that I have. I just don't know how to go about it. So I came to this real estate meetup. And man, you'd be surprised how many people. And so I'm like one of the last people. And I was like, hey, just let everybody know I'm going to buy this house. Don't talk to the guy. Right. And so mm-hmm. I, literally, I got it. at the end of it. I sat right in front of him. We talked and I'm going to hopefully go buy this house, you know, but it's, hey, you know, here, here it is. Like this, this is how I do it. And so I got two great things last night. And, uh, but you know, now, we're doing this tonight. I have a I have an investor meetup on <laughs> Thursday night, right? So I, I put myself out there month after month, year out, you know. And so it's just being consistent, building relationships with people. Because, you know, another one is, uh, you know, hey, my, mom's, my mom passed away. We don't want the house. Well, you know, I don't have the money to buy it, but I'd like to own it. Can I get it on land contract, right? I have a friend of mine who um, his parents – So his mom got divorced or whatever. Right. And is getting remarried. So the stepdad is getting rid of his house and then moving into this house. And I said, why don't you take that one over? Right. Well, and I go, it's paid off. Yep. So that, you know, he doesn't need the money. And I was like, look, he doesn't need the money. He doesn't want whatever he could delay his taxes. You could, you know, Mm -hmm. you can do all this. And I was like, just go buy. And he, you know, all right. Takes my advice. And now he walked in and he goes, yeah, we're putting nothing down. Uh, they're okay with waiting the two months until our lease is up so that way we don't have to pay double. Uh, we're gonna do and we'll just make payments on it. And um, it's gonna be at six uh, percent interest because that's kind of where the rates are right now. And then if it falls to, you know, the twos and threes again, he goes, then we'll be able to refi and you know, we'll pay him off whenever, whenever that works. But he doesn't want us to be uncomfortable. And I was like, <clears throat> that's all you have to do is ask, right? All yeah. you have to do is ask. Like that's plain and simple it.
0: So. You made a you made a comment a minute ago and, and I want to hit on it. So you said that it's not easy, it takes work. So let me ask you, because I have an answer to this. What's the yep. easiest money you've made this year?
1: Oh uh, like actual like actual money or like flipping a fucking quarter?
0: Like actual money
1: actual money um lending i would say lending
0: okay
1: right it's probably it's probably my easiest mo- well no the easiest one was buying this damn house i really think so Sick, let let's call it six grand in theory i made six grand <laughs> sure i'm making payments on that but um I, that was the easiest otherwise i would say lending where i actually made money i didn't take the loan against the money so um I would say, yep, yeah, just right. Letting somebody borrow a bunch of money and making my interest on it monthly, and then getting the big payoff at the end.
0: Oh, so I, I can say the easiest money I've made this year. Oh, say four hundred one k. Yeah, I'm not gonna say those though because I I can't tap that money.
1: Right. Well, I'm saying I guess betterment, right? Because I mean, I made good money on that.
0: Yeah, but are you tapping it? No, no. But I'm talking money that you know you're you're turning around and using. Yeah, lending. That's, so that's the answer. My best is probably gambling. I'm at really? about nine hundred bucks. In gambling. Yeah. No shit. I made about nine hundred bucks gambling. So that's the easy money I made this year, which mind you, you can lose nine hundred dollars. Yeah. <clears throat> but I don't know of easy ways to just make money where there's no work to put. Right everything takes a little bit of work and And the stuff that pays off the best takes a lot of work.
1: And I think it goes to what do you like to do, right? So you like to sit there and look up who the better quarterback is, who the wide receiver, right? Let's just say you gambled on a a football game. I mean, it's still work, right? Mm -hmm. It's just something that you find fun to do, right? Right. I actually really enjoy like given the opportunity. Sure. I would just choose the lions with my heart. Right. Not actually researching which team is better, you know, but you know, I enjoy the house thing. Right. So, Hey, I'm going to look into this house, see, Hey, you know, cause here's a, here's a, a lending story. Right. So person came to me and said, Hey, you got a house. We paid cash for it. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we just ran out of money for rehab, right? We, we under estimated. Um, and the houses were, you know, it need, we need, they want to borrow 20,000 bucks. That's all they wanted to borrow. And, uh, they said, you know, basically name your price and we'll get you back in six months as the, the loan. Um, but you know, they're like, Hey, we're hoping to have it done in three. Close it. And I said, deal, uh, The house is worth 200,000 bucks, let's just say. Well, you know, because there's no other loan in this house, they paid cash for it. I'm in first position for $20,000, right? So if they default or foreclose, you know, I go foreclose on them for 20K, I've now gotten $180,000 of equity into the house, right? And sure, they take my 20K and don't finish the project. That means all I have to do is throw 20 extra K at this thing and it's done. So worst case scenario, <clears throat> 40 grand wrapped up into a house worth 200. Um, so, but, you know, sure, I had to run and figure out my numbers and make sure I was, you know, this, and I went to sign my documents. Sure, it's work, but I didn't look at it as work at the time, right? I looked at it as, man, this is fun, and I just made a couple bucks off of it. <laughs> so, uh, you know, that was that was the best loan I think I made all all year.
0: Well, you know, I think one of the things we we should look at especially when it comes to home buying. So <clears throat> it scares people. We've we've said that before. And part of the reason is the 2008 crash. Yep. And you and I both know what precipitated that crash. It was all the adjustable rate mortgages. Yep. Which started getting popular again about eight years ago. It, it, yeah. And, and it's
1: funny. I had people trying to sell me on them actually recently because they're getting a higher interest so they're like
0: yeah but it's going low and you can do this yeah Mm -hmm. but well you and I both know what what happens is you buy more house than you can afford and when that interest rate jumps you can't make the payment and one of the things you know when we started looking for a house it was probably 2003 Yep, maybe two thousand two, and these were very popular. I remember looking at a house over off Eastern between sixty eighth and seventy sixth. Yep, and we walked into this. It was a very nice subdivision. We walked into this house, and it was obvious that whoever purchased this this you know house to be built didn't have the money to finish it because it was three quarters of the way done. Yep. <clears throat> And we looked at it and I said, because you know, I had my mother there with me. I'm like, I'd offer one And they were asking 150. And I remember the loan agent that we had at the time, who I really didn't know, goes, Well, we're gonna offer 150. I went, I don't know who the fuck we are. Yeah, say we got a mouse in our pocket? Yeah, because we are not offering anywhere near that. And The unfortunate thing is a lot of people fell for that crap. Oh, yeah. Well, it's and 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 I people
1: are okay. So, am I a pushover? Kind of because I didn't know what legal rights I had. But I'll I'll be honest, my first house purchase, I what did I let's see here. I put an offer for 58.5. And he wrote the offer for 60. Okay. Right. And so I was like, no, no, I'm not doing it. Like I told you 58.5 is where I want to be. Because penny pinching Nick, right? That let's say my payment would have been seven nine. This bullshit numbers. I I, fine, let's call it 699. And if I went up to the whatever, it would have put it at 705, right? And I was like, no, I don't want to be above seven. I want to be (laughs) below. Great! I had no idea that taxes were going to change. I, you know, I was going to be above it no matter what I did, but right. in my head, this is where I wanted to be. And so, right, you know, he didn't. He did the one or whatever, and he wrote the offer, and and I, I read it and just didn't even realize it. And I was like, you know, um, I'll never do that. Right? You'll never do that again. It's not going to happen. You don't get to spend my fucking money, right? And I, mm-hmm. I lost it on this guy. I was and he's like, Yeah, but you wouldn't have got the house. And I was like, I'd rather get the house in my terms than not get a house at all, right? Like and or than get a house, you know. So uh, I was like if I if I lose it, that's my fault. If you lose it, that's you, right? right. So um so I uh adjustable rates, I'm you know,
0: I a lot of people- Nick, you hit mute. did you lose me for a second i did you hit mute
1: yeah no i didn't hit me I a i had a scam phone call just come through and i was like uh, i wish we could it. so but you were saying uh,
0: adjustable rates
1: yeah so people you know and people oh i'm saving so much money but now you look at an adjustable rate right who looks like a dummy
0: yeah
1: you know i mean you could have locked in for three percent um you know, I, I know, I know one person. I think that has less than two percent, right? And uh, that's just that's crazy good. I don't. I'm the first to admit none of my none of my loans are less than
0: two percent. So, <laughs> you know. Um, well, you know, adjustable rates can be attractive, sure, especially if you're a gambler. I'm not looking to gamble with my money in that way. I like right. the fact that my interest rate's two point eight seven five. It's not gonna be anymore. When these idiots call me now to tell me they can get me a better rate, I have a lot of fun with them because they can't give me a better rate, right. It's just not That's, out there
1: and, and you know I trust me, I do the same thing. I'm like, oh yeah, you can beat three percent. Well, can you let us quote it? No, like you're wasting my time, but um. You know, I'll say on that with, with the gambling thing, I like to know what my guaranteed monthly payment is. Yes. Sure. I, if I go down, that's awesome. Like, what could have been? But like if I want, I'll refi it to that down rate, right? Like, oh, but that costs money. I I don't care. If it's that good of a deal, that five grand is worth the cost, right? Mm-hmm. So if as long as it makes it worth it, I'm gonna do it. So um, you know, and that's the thing, people are right now is like, how are you buying? how are you buying in this market? You know, interest rates are 7% because I'm buying them cheaper, right? Yeah. And, you know, we, we just went over this number the other day because uh, I was teaching somebody how to, how to comp with the new interest rates. And I said, look, sure, comps in the area are going to go for this. Comps will still stay the same. It's a difference of who your buyer is, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, they wanted $350,000 for the house. And let's say that payment I, I back in the day it was fifteen hundred well now it's you know twenty three and then I took fifty k off and it lowered it but not enough seventy five still didn't get it back to the the payment. I was like you had to take a hundred and something thousand dollars off of the price to get the payment to where it was back when it was three mm-hmm. percent so doubling the interest rate literally you know made it so that way it's just astronomical how much more you're paying right and you're getting nothing more for it. So, um, you know,
0: well, I I think it's crazy, you know, if we if we look at before Reagan, and you know how much I hate Reagan. Interest mm-hmm. rates sitting at 19%. Yep. But people could still afford to buy a house. Yep. Because, you know, taxes were better spent. Uh they were making better wage, you know, dollar for dollar. In 1980, than they are in 2022. What's it?
1: Do you do you know do you know how much your grandparents
0: paid for the house down in Plainwell? I do. How much? Twenty seven thousand dollars Right? And that's a huge fucking house.
1: 1972. Uh, so that's actually newer than I think. Um my mom was born in 62. Uh, and so I'm I'm positive my grandparents bought this house and they paid $11,000 for their house in Granville. Okay. And you know, my wife's grandparents, we were talking about that. The first house they paid 7200 bucks in a house in a neighborhood that's currently worth 230 and their second one they bought down the road and they paid uh I want to say it was $12,000 and they, yeah. put 30-year, they put a 30 year they put a 30 year note on that. And they didn't pay it off until the 30-year note came up. They only made their minimums every month. It was like a $200 payment, let's just say. And I, I might be high, but like it was less than – it was so cheap, so cheap. Taxes were crazy. Um, you know, because you, you have to look at it and say, hey, but back then, you just walk in and said, yeah, I have a job, and you signed on a loan, right? And that's why, I mean, if you look, there was a lot of foreclosures back <laughs> Yep. You know, and then people started making more money and more, more people, you know, oh eight was a huge crap, you know, and, and they're, they're trying to force people to stop buying right now, right? Because that's how interest rates work, you know, but, hey, we're going to lower the price. So that way, that way we can get it to an even keel. But, um, you know, the, the big companies are the ones that are, are the, that's, that's where it still pisses me off, right? Being a real estate investor. You know, the people that it's affecting are, you know, the person that's trying to sell their house for the top dollar, and you know, the the big companies are the ones that aren't buying right now, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, they've they've already made their money, or they're making the money that they need to because they bought it. But, you know, they're they're just like, hey, you know, we'll sit here until it, until it rebounds, because they have so much funding to back them until it sure. gets to where they want.
0: And the most irritating thing about inflation where it's at right now is it doesn't have to be this way. It's this way because 5% of the people that have all of the money. Yeah. Are hoarding the money. You know, they're, they're Exxon's a great example. So Exxon's turning record profits every month. Yeah. Why are they turning record profits? Because they're driving gas prices up. How do they do that? They're producing less oil. Less oil, more demand, prices go up. Now, could they produce oil in a greater amount to bring those prices down? Absolutely they could. But they're pissed off they weren't making a ton of money during the pandemic.
1: Yep. And, and, you know, they got to make that money back. And, you know, that's that's the thing. They were still making money. They just weren't making the money they were used to. Right. Right? I understand that. But, like, I, you know, I don't know, there's, you know, I own a business and I'm I'm fine with it. But like, as long as I make enough to get by, I'm happy. If everything else goes better, I'm excited about that. But like, as long as I have that, that guaranteed, let's, let's just call it, as long as I have that guaranteed 2000 bucks a month. Dude, I, I live the dream life that I want to live, right? Now, I, I go and buy more and earn more, but, like, really, is, is, if these people pay, that's where the contentment is, right? So, and contentment will slow you down and it'll, it'll eat you away. But, you know, these companies, right, They're you know, hey, you know, I'm not going to make billion-dollar bonus this year. Well, you know, you shouldn't rely on the bonus aspect. Rely on your 40-hour-a-week job or you know, 80 hour week job, whatever you want to call it, and say how, how much you're a Billy Badass, right? But like, I'm the executive. No, like, you shouldn't be getting record checks every month, right? Or every year, whatever it is. Like,
0: you know, so some people know where I work. Yep. So we got a card in the mail today, or at least I did, from <clears throat> my employer. It's $25 gift card to Meyer. First words, wow. out of, first words out of my mouth. I'm really glad you sent me something I'm going to get taxed on, so I'm out money. I don't yeah. want a $25 fucking dollar gift card. I want $25. I want to yeah. do with it what I want to do with it. Yeah. A week ago, we got presents in the mail for something. I don't know what it was for, but it was basically a divisional thing. Oh, okay. So, I ran around bragging about my Christmas bonus. I sent you a text. I showed you what it was. Yep. It was a blanket yep. and a hat. Yep. What fuck am I going to do with that hat, Nick?
1: Oh, um, I would just put it in my collection of
0: things that are going to go
1: in the garage sale that I hope to make a dollar from.
0: I'm probably just going to throw it in a bin at Goodwill. I'm not even going to donate it so they can try to sell it. I'm going to throw it in the, in the bins at very There you go. That way they're going to make, you know, 2 cents off of selling it cuz that's about what it's worth to me.
1: Oh, oh man, you know, <clears throat> I want to do it. I want to do a Let's just do it right now. Fuck Goodwill. I'm so tired of them.
0: I fucking hate Goodwill
1: too. These sons bitches like Hey, you know, so we're my wife's grandparents are now officially in a in a assisted living. Yep. And they have their apartment and stuff. And so I was like, man, just call them. They'll come pick it up. And so I was like, no. And now they have this third party thing where they come pick it up. And I started typing in and I was like, oh, five large items, right? There's a bookcase. Uh, every old person has a place to put their china. So a china hutch, right? There's a yep. computer desk, uh, a couple other things. I only put the five large items in. I didn't even start putting boxes in. I was to that point and they wanted 230 bucks just to come take that. I was like, fuck that. I can put it in my I can put it in my trailer, bring it to the dump and it'll cost me 45 bucks, right? Yeah. Like so you want me to pay you. and let's just keep going, right? But like you want me to pay you 500 bucks for you to come grab all this shit and you're going to turn around and sell it for more? So like you're profiting upon profiting, like, yeah, but we're doing good deeds. No, you're not. Like you're 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 scum and you're pieces of shit. Like, that's what you're doing.
0: Well, and we know know, I'm. I'm not. We know I'm not a religious person. I don't like organized religion at all. Sure, but if I'm gonna donate something, I would rather donate something to a place like Revive, which is supported by Unity Christian out in Hudsonville, I I would prefer to support uh, Project Hope out in Boer, which is another Christian organization. um, Places that we get stuff from. Yeah. And to me, they're at least doing a better type of business. I support Goodwill in the way that we get stuff from them for people to come and break.
1: I... You know how I support Goodwill? As in a way I shouldn't, but it's after hours and the stuff that I want to drop off because they can't tell me no at that point.
0: Yep. Um, right. I mean,
1: your kid worked there for a little while, right? So, um, you know, it's so to me and and to me it doesn't. You know, I I I don't care. Like, I, I I took a I took a couple ceiling fans out of one of my places that I was renovating, right? And they were fine, One, you know, and Courtney's like, oh, you gotta throw those away, they're junk, and I was like, fuck that, they'll take them, no, no, and I was like, no, they will, I'm just gonna leave them bitches right there, like, fuck you, here you go, right, because I've made you a shit ton of money from all the other stuff I've donated, right, like, oh. you know, they, they don't care anything about it, right, so. Old um,
0: TVs. Yep. I will drop off at Goodwill if I need a place to drop them off. Yep. Nope. and that that's, well, and the, that's their and they problem. Have the
1: audacity, they have the audacity to put a thing up that says no old TVs and no mattresses. <laughs> like, don't fucking like you have a dumpster right there. Like I get that, you know, but I but I'm I'm also not the guy who just drops off an old TV. I'll drop an old, old TV with Emerson's old clothes too, right? Like Right. So you've made you've made money, which costs more than what it would cost for me to trash that thing out, right? So, yeah. Yeah. And, and they're such pieces of shit because, like, they help the community with the special needs, but they get so much tax bonus money, and they get spiffed by the government for hiring those people, right? So, like, they pry on people, which is another fucking annoyance to me. Like, oh, Everybody you know, wants to know if
0: you priced a dumpster lately
1: uh yeah 30 yarder cost me 370 for for but that's what happens um go if you go to 100th street with a trailer it'll cost you 45 bucks
0: yep just to drop it off it's
1: probably probably what he's asking is probably 45 it really is 45 bucks if you you have the back of your truck filled It'll cost you forty-five bucks if you have a truck and a trailer. uh, it's like seventy-five or something like that. Don't quote me. But if you just have the trailer and because what the problem is every time you break a trailer, they think the back of your truck's full and you yeah. can tell them, hey, no, come, come look at my truck. I'm not emptying any of this out. It's just the trailer. Um, and sure, if you tell them that you have a mattress, it's ten extra bucks, two bucks a tire. Oh yeah, but um, yeah. Now this last house, I don't know, I paid somebody. <laughs> and I- I made way like a bandit. So,
0: well, you know, and not to get back on off topic, but when no. we look at, yeah, when we look at, you know, bonuses and stuff, people don't want crap. I don't want, cra- don't give me crap. I don't want a blanket. I don't want a hat. I sure as hell don't want your logo shit. Right. I'm not going to, I, The only business shirt I'm gonna wear is break room therapy. Yeah, but I mean, you you own a business, so that's different, right? It is. But
1: uh, you know, I I owned a bunch of Gentex shirts for a long time, and I'll give Gentex credit because um, you know the the boss would hand them out, right? And also, they were six bucks, right? And I I've owned a T-shirt company, right? And I know that. So and they did a little once one side thing. So they probably paid four dollars and forty four cents a shirt, right? So they made a buck fifty, and I get that because the one girl has to sit there and do that. But Genetex didn't make too much money off of that type of thing, right? And you know, so I ended up getting a bunch of uh, a bunch of them because. I got sick and tired of ruining my fucking twenty dollars shirts, right? Like, hell, you're gonna give me a six dollars shirt, and I, and, you, and you keep my size in stock, and you know what? Like, I'll let you make a buck off of me. That's fine, right? And <clears throat> technically, I could have your really old deducted, but I did. not I just walked in and paid cash, and um. Well, and if you're so using
0: it for work, it's one thing.
1: Yeah, but I've always been a, I've always been pissed because I think that if you work and your work should cover that uniform, right? Agreed. granted it wasn't a uniform. it wasn't a uniform i had the opportunity to but uh again my boss probably bought me four and i probably bought two of them because i was my my smart ass was like well if i own one for every day of the week i don't have to do it <laughs> i have fit, you know so uh i don't want to sit here and wait for six months for him to buy me another one you know um so that's that's kind of how i did it
0: but you know we we own these badass shirts we do and and but again i mean that's a passion project of ours. Right. I'm a not, company logo. Yeah, I'm not passionate about the company I work for. It's, it's a fine company to work for. I'm not saying it's not. I'm saying no. you want me to feel valued? A two-dollar hat doesn't make me feel valued. Well, what what about a what about a deck of cards with their logo on the back of it? Isn't that cool? No. Huh. That's that's surprising. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't no. want any of that crap. I, uh, I don't want no, any more mugs. So stop giving me mugs. Yeah, or or pens
1: and yeah. You know, so that that's that's just the problem is is these companies they're hey how how cheap can we be and still feel like we gave you something
0: right right. So, um, I mean I I I don't know if I told you this story. So you know I hit my twenty year back in September. Yep. And they did an, a divisional meeting. I don't know a month ago ish. And they listed out all the people that hit 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Yep. My name wasn't on there. Really? So guess who dropped off the fucking meeting? You? Damn right I did. <laughs> I sent a message to a coworker. I said, if there's anything I need to know, let me know what it is. But since I'm not important enough to mention I've been here for 20 fucking years, I'm out. Right. And I went and I did my work. Yeah. I don't... Don gets mad at me because I want to have meetings at the business because I want a place where we can discuss things. Now, I don't want to have, you know, a monthly meeting or a couple, three times a year for an hour. Hey, this is what we got going. You got any ideas? She gets pissed because nobody ever says anything but us. Right. Yeah, I get that, but I don't necessarily say anything in our meetings either. Right. And out of all the meetings that they schedule me for, probably 10% of them are good use of my time. And it's, you know, it's not me trying to be a dick here and saying, fuck you, I don't want to meet. It's, I could be doing real work, getting real things done. Or I could sit here and we could, you know, do a team building exercise. Right. I don't want to do a team building exercise. This ain't my fucking team. My team plays softball.
1: See, so, You know, well, in the heart there's two of you, right? And Yeah. You know, so the team building exercise that you guys do is, "Hey, you're good? Okay, cool." Right?
0: Well, and they get us together with, you know, all of their departments which we have zero interaction with for the most part, right? And they want us to get to know each other. I don't wanna know anybody. I'm an introvert, right. leave me alone. You work from home too, right? So I it's, do. it's you know, and
1: me, like I, I'm the opposite. Like I wanna yeah. I you
0: know I'm the I'm the
1: guy that falls for hey.
0: Oh, Next getting a phone call again.
1: Oh, sorry about that. <clears throat> um
0: You're the guy period. that falls for.
1: Yeah, I'm the guy that falls for the fact of like, oh hey. You know, this guy needs the day off, and you know, could could you help us out by by showing up? You know, I got nothing going. Yeah, fuck it, I got you. Hey man, you got the day off. Like Nick bails you out, and then I'll be like, you know what, I'm going on vacation. No, we we really need you, and you know, you got to be the team. And I'll be like, my hard pass, dog. Like I fucking bailed this guy out. How come he doesn't come around? Because they know they can play that game, right? They'll play right. the violin, all things. So, um, you know, and you know i i try not to be that guy but like my contractor wasn't feeling good y- yesterday yeah I, there, I was there till probably eleven thirty, and then i left and then i came back at one o'clock and uh i walk in and i was like oh shit do you sleep in i was like and uh he's like yeah yeah i was like all right part-time guy it's cool and you know you can see he doesn't feel well and i was like dude just go home <laughs> right like well, no, I gotta get this done, and I was like, I don't like honestly, one week behind. I don't give a shit. Like, take a full week. I don't care. Like, and if you need some money during the time, like, I'll get you right. Like, it's gonna come back around. We've built a trust enough relationship for this, and you know, I'm I'm at a point where it's I'm already ahead, and I'm over there doing a lot of work myself too. So, i uh, not really a lot. I'm doing some, but also probably getting in the way more than anything. So.
0: Well, I think that you know, to bring us back to our actual topic, that's one of the things that really helps is you and I both cultivate these relationships. Yep. Where we know who we can count on, what we can count on them for, what their capacity is going to be, so that when something comes up, we know what to do and who to call. And a yep. lot of people, a lot of people don't have those relationships like what we do. You know, you worked for a company that. You used your guys when they needed something done. Oh, now, now using your guys, it's not like you would tell them, don't work for these people, but they're going to be loyal to you. Push come to chop. Did, did I tell you that story? Keep talking. So,
1: my uh, my contractor, right, who is who is. All right. So my family actually sucks. Okay. Let's just call it plain and simple. Like we've talked about it on the air. Like, but my contractor is actually my uncle. Yep. We are, we are. And he, he likes working for me. He, he understands the fan. We actually both understand that we're family. I'm there to take care of him. He's there to take care of me and the family. So, uh, we have to do a a window and (laughs) It has been a year. I'm not lying. I'm not being facetious. I ordered the I ordered the window a year ago. Got fired two months ago. Let's say, well, get a text. Hey, the window still needs to get done. I was like, okay, I got to get the window up here. The tenants finally moved out because we ordered the window. It was going to take, let's say, 12 weeks. Um, and at the time last year, like winter was kind of already here. Um, we would have been 12 weeks in. So right, it's literally a year from now. Mm-hmm work this before and so all right everything kind of comes along and i was like hey do you still want to do this he's like yeah it's fine and uh contractor goes well this flip that's going to take three months or do you want me to go do the window he goes because i don't give a shit he goes "You're, you're you're my priority and i was like damn so, I tell them I need some money, right, for the, for my guy to do the window. And mm-hmm. they're like, okay. He goes he goes into the office, and he goes, hey, I'm here to pick up a check. And uh, they're like, we don't know about any check. Who sent you? And they're like, Nick. And he goes, well, whatever. And he goes, look, you can either get me a check that I'm supposed to be here to pick up because somebody told them that they were supposed to be here, or I can do this in the spring. I don't give two shits. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm dying laughing. He goes, he goes, he'd be so surprised how quick she got up, went to the back, and magically I had a check within five minutes. And uh, you know, so he goes he goes and picks up the he finishes the project, took him a little bit, right? It was actually a really a big window project. We had to put a new header in, do a bunch of stuff. And so, but then he, you know, we I was like, hey, it's done. Make sure the check's there. And he goes, I go, what are you gonna do if you get there? And he goes, and the check's not ready. He goes, Oh, he goes, I'll tell him it's no problem that I can take that window out until spring comes. That's not <laughs> a big deal. <laughs> I was like, damn. But, you know, it's saying, and to me, it's just, right, like you build those relationships, right? And, and yeah. you know, my, my HVAC guy, right, he's like, yeah, I'm not fucking working for them. Like, Nick, you're, you know, I got you. Um, my electrician, he fucking laughed. Right. So he's like, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll get right on that. Right. um, And so they're, they're you know, they're trying to call some random people and um, it's just funny to me because they don't understand how much my value is for the people that do the right. And sure. I'm not saying that I hold everything. All I'm saying is the people I have are going to make it easier, cheaper, mm-hmm. better quality. Right. You're now, you know, like sure you can call my electrician and you know, my electrician for us gave us a discount. Let's just call it hundred bucks an hour. Well, now now you can use the other person I use for my electrician, which they're a great company. They do a great job. They're they're you know, but they're also usually about a week out, and they cost one hundred and fifty bucks an hour. So, you know, they're both my electricians. The one they're a big company. They're you know, I just happen to know that they do electrician, like elect, electrical, right? You're right. So. Um, you know, it's just it's it's you get to that point of building those relationships with the right people. So
0: well, and you know, to bring us back full circle here, when you sat there looking for deals yep. and didn't know anything, yeah. How did you find that?
1: Um, how did I find deals? All right, so my, so my first one, right? I my first one was I bought my primary house. Okay? That's that's just normal. Yep. Everybody does it. Talk to it. Well, I said, "Hey, I'm looking to buy a duplex." Come to find out, you know, this person said, "Hey, this guy's a real estate agent, he actually owns <laughs> he owns a duplex, so he'd be the guy to talk to." Um so I just re- you know, reached out to him and he said, "Okay." Let's do
0: it. And so So. basically, again, cultivating (laughs) those relationships. 100%. And and I think that's somewhat of a lost art. Especially with... I I can see this happening with the younger millennials in Gen Z. Because they don't use technology in the way You use technology or me as a Gen Xer uses technology. We use it as a tool. They use it as all of their communication. So case in point, we have a new employee. She's 17 years old. She plays softball for me. Going into her first shift, she sends me a text at 940 in the morning. Hey coach, really sorry. I woke up late. I'm gonna be late to work. Nick, she worked at two o'clock. So send a text back. I said, Yeah, that's cool. Um, I'll see you around two. Right. John goes, Do you think she thinks she works at ten? Because her shift was two to ten. Oh shit. I said, yeah, I think she, she thinks she works 10 to two. Five minutes later, I get a text back. She goes, oh, I work two to 10, not 10 to two. I'm like, yeah, yup. <laughs> see you around yep. two oh, man. Dawn, had, Dawn had said to me, she goes, why don't you just call? I'm like, she's 17 years old. She don't talk on the phone. She I say she'll never answer. Right. They don't. Yep. Well, that's,
1: you know, and, and you find that you know, let's just call it. Like everybody's right. Nobody, nobody around here wants to work. Right. None of this young generation wants to work. Okay? Fine. Sure. I agree. But none of the older generation wants to go shake <clears throat> Excuse me. Shake the hands of the young kids. Yeah. You know, and the young kids are the ones out there hustling. So,
0: well, and uh, they can say they don't want to work, but you got to put that caveat in there. They don't want to work for shit. Well,
1: and, and and you know, that's that's a choice, right? Let's just come with that. But, you know, what I'll say is, you know, a lot of, it's funny, right? If you I do it with you, right? We either hug or shake goodbye, right? You know, I do it with everyone. We will hug. We will shake goodbye. One, my hand will be in your hand or we'll, we'll hug. And and so that, that screams a lot to people, right? Like, I mean, and that, so it's building that relationship, doing that type of a thing and understanding, hey, this is where I'm at. So. Um, you know, I, I, th- I think it is a lost art.
0: <laughs> well, I think there's a lot to that. Cause like, you know, I remember getting the job at Godwin and, you know, we sat in these meetings and they're like, don't hug a kid because people are going to get the wrong impression. You coached with me for a year there, Nick. I hugged every kid I had yep. did it all the time. I can't count how many times I've hugged the kid. Right. I, I can count how many times I've hugged the Coopersville kid. Right. I could count it on one hand. Yep. Because it's a different kid. They don't need us the way the kids at Godwin needed us.
1: That's because that's because you know, the kids at Godwin, their parents are working literally 15 hours a day. Yeah, they're not able to be there. Right. And so their physical affection just wasn't there, right? Where the gosh, you know, I mean, how many how many people in Coopersville show up to practice for their parents?
0: Aaron Stone show up to practice as it's close but i'll tell you right, right now every game we have stands are filled yeah
1: we had we had two right i mean for us yeah you know yeah uh, but speaking of that person uh you know it, i i want to be clear i'm not going to call him out but i will say that i got a lead from a friend of mine or so i got a lead about a house right it's in wyoming it's off of. it's right by my mom's house and I said, wow, this, this. I was like, this house, I know this person. I literally coached their kid in the softball. I did this. Like, why did I not get the lead of this house? Like, now I'm irritated. Now I'm like, we're friends on Facebook. And you didn't reach out to me to sell me your house? Like, what? You know, and so it's hard because it's, you know, but I also understand that the condition that it's in, you're embarrassed, you're ashamed. And so I want people to understand that no matter how close you are to somebody, and you think that you know them or whatever, there's always going to be some reason that you're going to be the person to buy it, and I won't, right? I mean, we just listed how close, you know, in a sense we are, mm-hmm. and I didn't even have the opportunity to buy it from that person. So now if I wanted to buy it, it's going to cost me, I don't know, anywhere from five to $40,000 more than what I could have bought it for, right? Yeah. In the end, I wouldn't have judged, I wouldn't have cared, I would have given you, you know, but like, they don't know that. How do So I have to learn to be better and tell people, hey, look, I really don't care. Don't be ashamed. I'm not going to tell anybody, right? Like, I did it here. I didn't call a person. I'm not that kind of guy, right?
0: What I do is fix problems. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, you know, we've had that conversation on here before. People will say, like, well, you're coming in and taking advantage. No, you're helping somebody out that has a situation they need to get out of.
1: Exactly. I mean, this last house I bought. I, I paid the, the person that found it a fee but I'm talking to the guy and his wife's got you know she's not doing well medically right he he's feeding her cottage cheese and soft foods um, and you know they're going into a lower unit one bedroom thing here this is a three bedroom bathroom upstairs you know like It's it's a big house, right? And so it's just time that they had to get rid of it. So, sure, could they put it on the market? But again, the house across the street, yeah, it's two twenty five, but it's been sitting for who knows how long, and you could have gotten more. But like, how much? How long? How long is it going to take? Right? How long is it going to take for you to sell? How long is it going to take for everything? So, um, you know, you got you got to put all that stuff into factor. And I closed within the time frame they wanted, right? And the other thing is, is, uh, so they wanted to close. Let's call it November fourteenth, right? Just mm-hmm. shits and giggles. Um, then we were talking. He's like, you know, I got a mover coming on the twenty something, and I said, wait, I thought you wanted to close on the. F-. And then it was well, Thanksgiving's right here. I'll tell you what, why don't we just close on the thirtieth, right? Deal, fucking done. Like, I'll close whenever you want. Like, you just be happy and you be content and make sure everything's out, right? Get yourself plenty of time. I'm in no rush, right? Like, so, um, and it worked out for me because again, I bought more time. I got an appraisal, that. <laughs> so. But, um, you know, I hope I hope I gave enough valid information. If you have more questions, feel free to reach out to us. I'm kind of an open book. Um, you know, I say, so, David, I want you to get healthy. Glad we got to do this. Uh, I would like to get a year-end review done before uh the end of the year we have a couple weeks left
0: we Um, do um we need to do another all about beer episode
1: yep
0: let's say which yeah let's say
1: and uh but no you know we have quite a few fun episodes we'll talk about that soon Yep. but i don't want to go too long like subscribe share tell your friends tell your family um my phone's almost dead because zoom kills it and uh you know i enjoyed my Backwoods Bastard from Founders and my Hazel's Nuts from Oddside Ale. Um, I appreciate you guys listening to my story and uh, we'll talk to you soon.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll be back again next week, um, hopefully in studio this time. Um, If you have stuff, please send it to us. We would love to answer your questions and and do topics that you are all passionate about like we are. So uh, we'll catch you guys next week. dialed in to box and brews you might hear something you can use like tips under cash or tips on the suds you're gonna want to use the smarts of these stuff because they know the brews and they know the box and they know they can't help the stubborn fucks so listen up because shit's not funny and save yourself some beer money bucks and brews bucks and brews bucks and brews bucks and brews